this flyover clip. You know, for many of you watching, uh, e- election fraud, election integrity became became the new trendy thing for you to look at starting November the 3rd of 2020. Yes. But some people, uh, they were onto this before it was cool. And today we have the founder of True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht. We are so excited. It's a huge, huge honor to have you on. You know, we had a conversation with, with Dinesh a few days ago before the, the, the release of the documentary 2000 Mules, but um, which you're, you know, you're, I would say, featured in. You're like the, 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 you know, Luke Skywalker, you know, so to speak, of this movie. Like you're the, 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 big, the, the big hero of it. But let's back up to, see, 2009, 2010, when you founded True the Vote. I think a lot of people are shocked mm-hmm. to find out that there's probably been flaws and cracks in the foundation for a long time. But what made them so obvious to you that it caused you to kind of dedicate a lot of your life towards towards riding the ship? Well, you know, ironically, I thought it would be a fairly simple uh, endeavor. And we started out by just recognizing there weren't enough volunteers to go work at the polls. And so we started out by, okay, well, let's do that. We'll, we'll work at the polls and check that off our, our box. Check that off our good citizen list. <laughs> um, working at the polls, realizing, well, why are there so many problems with the data in the poll books? Like, why are so many people saying that their information isn't right? What can we look at uh, that maybe helps us better understand how bad data gets in? That began the first of our many, many research projects. And, you know, year in and year out, we sort of plugged away. Um, and there have been a lot of twists and turns along that, that route. But now, uh, you know, what we saw in 2020, um, it, it, it paled. The rest of my time paled in comparison to what we were seeing coming out in the year 2020. I mean, there were so many lawsuits to change processes and government fiat changing standards and and just, you know, things we've never seen before. Hundreds of millions of privately funded dollars or private dollars going into impacting elections. All of this we knew just from our experiences. This is this is not going to end well. And, um, and so we positioned to. To study to study what we thought were going to be the the effects of it and and uh, you know and here we are. You know it's amazing. Back in two thousand and nine, I think that's when True the Vote you started it. But uh, technology's probably changed a lot since that time. And even being able to track the way you guys tracked and you showed in two thousand mules probably wasn't even available in two thousand and nine. No, not at all. Uh, it was the, the kind of technology that we used is based upon cell phone apps. It's called marketing data more broadly. And it's, it's, it's information that your cell phone gives off about you by virtue of the apps that you have on your phone. And this is really, you know, the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's broadly used. We just used it in a novel way. I, I loved the, the 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 vibe of the movie, and I just want to keep encouraging people as much as possible. Two thousand mules dot com. You want to go there. You want to check out this because it's it could accomplish more for you in an hour, hour and a half, or whatever it takes to watch this than than studying this for years. You know, could yeah. do as far as enlightening your mind to like, hey, what's what's going on? But you did it in what felt like. I'm, I'm we're clearly you know conservatives. We have, we're, we have a podcast called Flyover Conservatives. We're not trying to trick anybody <laughs> or, or pull the wool everybody's eyes but you you attacked this in a way that felt very nonpartisan. now it became a partisan issue because that's kind of you know what you uncover and kind of what's sort of almost known but 
you did it in a way that felt like we just want a fair vote. The same way that somebody watching a football game, like you want your team to win, but not because the refs called it for you. Like you want a fair game for both teams and, and, and the refs not determine it. You want, you want the, the true, you know, outcome on the table, stuff like cleaning the voter rolls, taking off people that are deceased for voter rolls. That should not be a partisan issue. This should be something that all Americans are rallying around, but there's a lot of the country that doesn't even know those problems even exist. Oh, you're you're exactly right. Um, You know, we are Americans. We are very trusting people. And we presume that when we go to uh, cast our ballot, that that all finds its way to uh, the appropriate uh, to the appropriate place. And, um, you know, look, that that doesn't always happen. And in 2020, we saw the extension of that. We saw uh, the 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 use of these, these dirty voter rolls. Mm-hmm. to catalyze these mass mail-outs of ballots that, that again, we were all of us watching as the news would roll in with people saying, hey, I've got more than one ballot or I didn't get any ballots or, you know, ballots being left outside of apartment buildings. or I mean, it just, it just went on and on and on. Then you put in these privately funded drop boxes. And um, I think 2020 really was the clearest example of subversion of process. And, and, and it is about the process. We have to have Two parties. We have to have um, parity of party at the polls. We need engagement on both. Sides. And, you know, that's at the core of True the Vote. It's, it's not a partisan effort. It's just trying to ensure that, that the, the sanctity of our vote is retained. You know, in a, in a world where the technology's changed so much, I mean, I could have a reminder on my app to buy milk when I'm at the grocery store. It just right. shows up when I'm there. You know, people have ring doorbells and you get a notification when your child's home from school and I could send a, a a package overnight to just about anywhere in the world and I could track it every step of the way and know when that item reaches there, if it's delayed in Milwaukee or, you know, whatever. Like you we have technology in every other area of our life, but with our, our vote, it kind of feels more like you're you're putting your ballot in a bottle and just throwing it in the ocean and, you know, you kind of hope it just works out, but there's, it's out of your hands. <laughs> right. It's like, I have no idea what happens after that. And that's such a discrepancy to everything else in our world. You're exactly right. I mean, we live in the age of, you know, of Amazon one click and we expect immediacy and we expect convenience and there's no reason not to, but our election process has, has been allowed to erode. And we have, we have, fallen prey to these false arguments of, oh, well, you know, photo voter identification is racist. Well, no, actually a standard form of ID helps move things more quickly and more accurately. Um, you know, extending ballot, extending election day for a month uh, helps more people to participate. Well, in fact, it just layers on the confusion. So why we're not using technology is, is a very valid question. There's no reason in private industry it's, it's an all-day, everyday occurrence to validate identity, residency, and citizenship, and, and you know, it, depending upon the nature of the program, but as a matter of just the convenience of modern life. So this is the, it's, the time has come to improve our process for yep. all Americans before we lose it entirely. Man, that is so true. You know, we sometimes hear people say, and this would be, you know, some of the population saying it was a 2020 election. We just need to move on. While a large portion of the United States of citizens are like, we need to figure out when the heck happened here so it doesn't happen again in the future, obviously. What is your goal coming out of 2000 Mules? What are you hoping Americans will do? What were you hoping that this documentary will do? 
first and foremost, I hope that it affords um, viewers an opportunity to have a conversation maybe with their family member or their friends or their neighbors that uh, maybe this has been a really hot topic and they've struggled to sort of articulate why they are frustrated to see it. I think the way we show it in the movie and we break it down in a very calm um, manner, I hope anyway, it comes mm -hmm. across as sort yeah. of very common sense that these are problems that we need to address. Um, I think that starting that conversation is, is maybe one of the biggest wins and I think maybe one of the most impactful things that can come out of this. Beyond that, I think it's keep your eyes open. Um, it's, it's, it's not enough just to vote and presume that these processes uh, that you know, are happening behind closed doors just smooth themselves out. They're not. Standards and, and, and laws were changed in 2020 that are still in effect now and still threaten to undermine the integrity of the process. So become familiar with your, with your local process. And, and none of this is easy. Um, I'm not making any, you know, any illusions about that. This is not going to be easy. But all of the easy choices are in the past. We're in a different time now, and we're fighting for the for the preservation of elections. I, I, so I love the way that that you uh, set up the structure of the the interview, where you had conservative commentators kind of give their feedback on, you know, hey, in a court of law, would you pound the table that for sure you could guarantee that that such and such happened? And they're like, well, we can't. Now we think it didn't, it, and I think Sebastian Gorka made the comment of like, I I probably can't throw a dart backwards behind my head and it's going to hit a bullseye in another room, you know, or something like. It's it's highly improbable in in the eye test, and everybody kind of instinctively right. feels and sees that. But um, you set it up in a way where they went through a process of going from. I'm a level three or four to a nine or a 10. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, Dennis Prager was the biggest swing. He went from, I'm an agnostic, agnostic to where, it, to where yeah. he was like pounding the table, you know, evangelist, you know, in, 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 by seeing what you provided in your exposure to people. I think they've had a screening at Mar-a-Lago. You've, you've, you know, you've played it for the home team a little bit, but who have you seen on the left? What experiences have you had with people who thought nothing happened it was the what what's the term we have to say because of youtube it was the most secure election of all yep. time that's our we got strikes on youtube you have to say this sentence uh, legally that it was the safest most fair election right. in u.s history um uh, people who have not only seen that that version what's some experiences you've had with somebody seeing it and kind of like oh maybe there is something here you know with people that were on the left or had only been exposed to one narrative well um what I've been told is that people who are sharing this more broadly, maybe people who do have a different um, uh, political uh, identity, um, it, it's it's afforded an opportunity for a conversation and and open you know open some minds about wait that does kind of seem abusive when you watch what's going on on the video and you see people just putting in ballot after ballot after ballot, it, it's hard not to go wait why why are they doing that again? Mm -hmm. And, and of course, you know, the, look, there, right away, there was a select group led by the Associated Press that came out and put, a, uh, put out a, uh, an article about the gaping holes in logic uh, in 2000 Mules, and then that was picked up and it's been repeated time and again. But even, even within what they wrote, when you read it, 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 it falls apart. I mean, anybody that wants to say that, that the ability to use your cell phone data isn't exacting uh, to 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 a fault. I mean, is 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 clearly not being intellectually honest. Right. This kind of data is used by law enforcement all the time, and um, 
from that, I mean, they kind of start with the false premise and then it kind of, you know, worsens from there. Um, we, we followed a very um, clever but straightforward path. We kept our standards very, very high, mm-hmm. and we just let the data and the video speak for itself. Mm-hmm. After that, it's up to law enforcement. It's up to our elected to, to do something with this. And we, as the American people, stand up and demand it. But we're trying to lay, lay out the story of what was happening in a way that people was not, were not otherwise going to see. And, and I think we did an effective job of that. And I, I believe that it bodes well for improvement in the future. It's amazing. I, totally I would say agree. the documentary is as impressive as Greg Phillips' beard. <laughs> it's like just i'm just watching i'm like that guy's a, that guy's yeah, a stud. Guy, yeah exactly okay catherine uh, last question for you you know our slogan here at he's got um, his picture up there he's got just pause for a moment if you're watching this right now if you can see the screen man i'm sure is envious if you're, if you're on apple or podbean <laughs> or, or or audio only it's worth coming back and watching the video version of this just what what a respectable specimen uh, of a guy there. It's like, obviously, he knows what he's talking about. Just look at him. Exhibit A right there. True, true. You know, so our slogan here, Catherine, at Flyover Conservatives is wake up, speak up, and show up. So obviously, this documentary is helping to wake people up. But what are ways that you would recommend Americans? How can they speak up and show up when it comes to election integrity? And even back to the 2020 election, what can they do in this process? Well, speaking up, I mean, you know, when you watch the movie, um, spread the word, mm-hmm. yeah. help begin to articulate that, that there are problems and there are solutions. Um, and I think embracing the fact that, that we can improve this. I mean, this is, this is something that, yes, there were problems um, and they must be corrected, but that correction falls to us. The responsibility for this republic, ultimately, as our founders told us, is up to the American people. And so showing up then becomes, uh, you know, the most important of all. We've got to make sure not just on Election Day that we show up and then, frankly, not just working in elections, but to, to really walk in community with a party or a candidate of your choice to make sure that you're out doing what you can to spread the word about what you believe and why you believe it. Um, you know, look, community organizing is not just for one side. We ought to be out encouraging people to participate, encouraging people to have the, 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 the full voice of their voters. And, um, and I think in that process, we find ourselves, you know, we, we, we find a, we find that, that we are all a lot more alike than we are different. Yeah, these are issues that I think we would all agree on. If you got a random group of 10,000 people and deserved it, they would all want a fair Mm -hmm. and honest election. So, Catherine, I just want to thank you for your work. You handled this in such a a clear, intelligent and classy way. The way that you present yourself, the way when you you've testified, you know, in D.C., every facet of this that you've done is is exceptional. And I think you you raised the bar for all of us. And it's, it's very encouraging. We're very thankful for you and your work. Where are your hard-earned dollars going? Are they going to fund the deep state or are they going to fund the kingdom? And you know where you stand with a guy like Mike Liddell and MyPillow.com. And not only is he a great guy and he supports great causes, he makes the best 
products in the it world does, with in his categories. Yeah, 10 year warranties on their products. My favorite product when you go to mypillow.com and you put the promo code flyover right at the top, you get up to 66% off. Right now, they're running a special on the slippers. They are my very favorite. I know I've talked about it many times, but these slippers are absolutely amazing. It is like she doesn't a hug leave the house without them hardly. For your feet. In fact, a lot of times I'll put them in my purse. So if I'm wearing heels or something and my feet start hurting, I'll put on my slippers. They have this great bottom on them too uh, that makes it really nice and that they're not going to get ruined when you do go outside. And you know what? Every time you spend a dollar, you're voting. You're voting in a big way. Let's support Mike Lindell. He's supporting you. He's supporting our country. Let's support him. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.